I do not offer this gift to you out of the goodness of my heart, but out of a selfish need to see what you might do with it. And what had I done with the Goblin King's gift? I had taken it and hidden it away, like it was something secret, something shameful. Perhaps my lack of faith had cost me everything after all. I drew out my box of compositions from beneath my bed and opened it. It looked like nothing, bits of fool's cap, pages torn from my father's unused accounting books, the backs of old hymnals, the sad, pathetic treasure hoard of an unlovely, untalented child. Closing the lockbox, I got to my feet and walked to the clavier. Its presence in the room was both bane and balm, a reminder of all I had dreamed of and all I would never gain. I ran my hands over its surface, feeling the hours that had chipped away at the ivory keys and twisted and warped the strings within. My latest composition still lay open on the music stand. Across the top, in my best handwriting, Für mein Leben, ein Lied im Stil de Bergetel, auch der Erlkönig. For my loved ones, a song in the style of a Bagatelle, or the Goblin King. Below that, in a hasty scrawl. For Zeppel, may he never forget. For Keta, all my love and my forgiveness. I shuffled the leaves together, stacking them neatly, before tying them with a length of twine from my sewing kit. The pages looked plain and forlorn, sitting unadorned on my keyboard. If I were Keta, I would have dressed them with a bit of ribbon or lace, or some dried wildflowers from the summer meadow. I had nothing but a few catkins dropped from the alder trees in the goblin grove. But perhaps that was the most fitting decoration after all. With my shears, I snipped a lock of hair and tied it with the catkins to the sheet music. My latest composition, and my last. My gift to my loved ones, my farewell. If I could not give them one last embrace, one last kiss, then I could give them this, my truest expression of self, to safeguard in their keeping. I left the composition on the bed. Then, gathering both the flute and the lockbox, I turned from the clavier, from the room, from home, toward the goblin grove and beyond. Constanza stood at the bottom of the stairs. Are you ready, Elizabeth? It was the first time my grandmother had ever called me by name. Shivers ran through me, not of dread, but of anticipation. Liesel, I said. Call me Liesel. Constanza shook her head. Elizabeth. I like the name Elizabeth. It's a name for a grown woman, not a girl. In her words, I heard the echo of the Goblin King. But I chose to draw strength from them. For all our differences, Constanza believed in me. She handed me a cloak and a lantern. To my surprise, she also handed me a slice of Gugelhopf, which she had not made for me since I was a child. An offering for der Erkunig. She wrapped the cake in a piece of linen. From me. 
He will not have forgotten the taste of my Gugelhop so soon, I should think. I smiled. Nor will I, Constanza. We faced each other one last time. No tears, no farewells. My grandmother did not countenance sentimentality. She merely patted me on the shoulder. Für Glück, Elisabeth. She did not say we would meet again. I followed Constanza through the back door of the inn. She did not direct me on my way, but it did not matter. I knew exactly where I was going. Servus, Constanza, I said softly. Go with God, and thank you. Constanza nodded. She had no words of encouragement, no blessing for my journey. But the cake in its linen wrapping was as...